What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Game Time podcast. This is episode number 66. My name is Jet, and with me, as always, is Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Episode 66. It is apparently the Larry Little episode before we go into any of the statistics or accomplishments that have been made by this great offensive guard. We are first and foremost joined by our first ever guest, Josh. He is coming to us all the way from Indiana. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Last, last time, last time he was on this show, he was just a regular guy, and now he's an engaged guy. He so is. He is. I don't know if I have the applause button, and nor do I want to click on any of them because it could be the wah wah sound, and that would be awful. Um, so we're just gonna pretend that there was the uh, applause sound right here. You can hear it. Yeah, of course. But to go back. Uh, the episode is the Larry Little episode. He was an offensive lineman for Jets, Miami Dolphins, back when they were actually semi-good. He was mainly an offensive guard. He had six Pro Bowl selections. He was the AFC Offensive Lineman of the Year three times. He was a Pro Bowler five times, and he played for 14 seasons and he is officially in the hall of fame that is where i'm getting all of his accolades from a little quote from him all i'm interested in is knocking people off their feet and making them respect me jed don't you feel like that all don't you always just want to knock people off their feet in, in a way for them to uh respect you Absolutely, figuratively and literally. Honestly, uh, yeah. When I, when I, when he I, just when shoves little fifth it. graders all over on the ground in order for them to respect him. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a little fun fact. Probably, um, if you listen to this podcast for sixty-five episodes, now sixty-six, uh, that fun fact had not been revealed till now. So I'm glad we got that out there. Um, definitely, definitely important information for sure. I mean. Josh, you can verify this information, right? I mean, on the cruise, he was um, he was uh, very adamant on the slides. Eric does not have shorts on right now. <laughs> Whoa. That does not mean that I don't have underwear on, all right? I do have boxer briefs on. Those are pretty much like five, five inch inseam shorts, I do have to say. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's okay. Exactly. It's a power move. I feel most comfortable when I have semi airflow. I'm not having I'm not command doing commando right here, all right? That's indecent. All right, Jet? Now right now, you down south, you're really sweaty. All right? You probably your 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 nether regions are pretty per, probably as sweaty as when Larry Litter, Lit, Little was playing down in Miami during his career. Josh, I mean, you you got to agree with me on this. Yeah, Jets fat's like a like a pig. He it's does. Horrible. Yeah, see, he's already dapping oh, his forehead up. You can see, like, yeah. The Look at those beads of sweat down. coming down. Yeah. It's hot in here. You guys know. It's hot on this I, I know. I mean, the fan, I can see the fan's not on right now, so, I mean. <laughs> it never is. It never will be. <laughs> As you can t tell, I'm also coming back from a sickness right now, but... 
All right. Let's first. All right. All the circus acts that Jet has performed so far today. I mean, a lot's come out to be known about Jet. Yes, focus. I know. I mean, I mean, it's really it's a big distraction when we have to talk about your sweaty balls and uh, you pushing fifth graders over in in line for uh, water slides. Yes. But today, what we will be talking about, the NFL season is officially starting. When we record this tomorrow, when you listen to this yesterday, we are going to give our predictions as to who's winning the division, what records will be, the NFL awards predictions, and we are going to, first off, be talking about the It's Game Time Fantasy Football podcast league because we just had our draft last Saturday and there are some teams as for in which as Tommy say it says really dangerous and um teams that are not that scary let me wait where is it where can I find his um um oh yeah he says a couple team looking extremely dangerous and a couple teams looking extremely shit Tommy did ask to come on. Tommy to, is one of those extremely shit teams. Though. Yes. Um, very many members of this established league um, have come to that same conclusion that Josh has just said. Um, but Josh, how did... Uh, obviously, you had you were drafting from a further distance than uh, many of the other uh, members of the league. So what was your... What was your feel of the draft uh, from being remote? Um, not the same. Not as fun, but it was still nice. I definitely uh, wanted it to go a little better. There were certain players that I felt like got taken right before my pick that I would have liked, um, like two or three picks before me. Uh, but besides that, I, I think I have a pretty solid I, – I definitely think as of right now I'm a playoff team. So I'm I'm pretty confident. Yeah, and I mean, luck should be on your side coming this year because last year for you it was not last year. Uh, you had the most points for, and yet you you sadly missed the playoffs just by because apparently everyone wanted to have their career highs when facing you at each and every week. It seemed like, and um, yeah. So Josh was one of went down. Not, yeah, Josh was. <laughs> Probably the most unlucky members of the league last year, and he's looking to uh, come back, and he's looking to uh, get some revenge, and probably, hopefully, be uh, uh, the team with the most points for and the least points against. Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. I mean, you guys are in a league together. I mean, you guys are in a division Jet. together. Jet's not. We don't really have to worry about him. Jet doesn't win his leagues. It's okay. <laughs> Any any uh, league where Jets a commissioner, you know he's not making the you you he'll make it. He can make it to the championship. He just won't win it. He never will. No, absolutely not. Uh, it looks like Eric, Eric's just not in it for this episode, guys. Just a brief brief uh, warning before we. I'm get not really in it. Into this episode. I'm um, in it. Casually leaning over to see what's on the television. Probably nothing great. Uh, probably Yankees. Okay, you ready for this? IKF just hit a grand slam. What is his like second home run of the year? Third, thank you. Anyways, back to what is relevant. It is the fantasy football league. Jet, do not get me off topic, please. Okay. You got uh, yourself off topic. No, 
I was letting Josh. Let's keep it together. I was letting Josh speak. I have some power rankings to get to, and I don't know when that's going to be allowed to take place. But uh, I'm ready. I want to hear it. What what I would like to do is go from 12 to 1, um, give a little brief synopsis of what this team looks like, and then obviously both of you guys can comment on the team and tell me whether you think maybe they're just in the right spot, a little bit too high, a little bit too low. How does that sound? That's great. And I'm going to come combat your rankings with Tommy's rankings. Okay. So he is part of this episode. Okay. All right. So number 12 on my power rankings, it is going to be the one and only Tommy Fink. Um, for, for a guy personally, like a, a lot of people say that he does not know what he's doing. Typically, he does know what he's doing, but it's just never in the draft. Last year, I was looking at the draft he put together. It was absolutely horrendous. He drafted guys like Clyde Richelaire, LaVisca Chalnault, Darren Waller, who got injured. Um, a bunch of guys that just did absolutely nothing. And he ended up obviously having a good season because of some of the trades he made. And, you know, it's just obviously drafting is not a strong suit. The look of his team, um, you'll think just, you know, on the surface level, the look of his team, this is like a 14-team league. This is, in fact, a 12-team league. It goes as follows. Derek Carr, quarterback, Najee Harris, and James Conner as his running backs. Gabriel Davis as his wide receiver th- uh, one, not three. <laughs> Elijah Moore as his wide receiver two. Uh, Mark Andrews at tight end. Bruce Hall and Dalton Schultz. Um, Dalton Schultz is at the flex two, not a bench. Bruce Hall is at the flex one. Dustin Hopkins, Colts defense. Kadarius Tony, James Cook, Rondell Moore, Devontae Parker, Jalen Tolbert, and Alec Pierce. I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to touch on it, but obviously the two obvious issues I have with his team are him going with a second flex for a tight end, which when you already drafted someone like Mark Andrews, you're really not going to have the use for Dahl Schultz unless it's a bye week or unless you honestly think that he's going to outscore some of the other flex two options. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. And then drafting Gabriel Davis as his wide receiver one. I know Tommy is actually close with Gabe Davis's family, but that is no consideration at all to wanted to draft him as your wide receiver one when there were numerous other options on the board um i like Gabe davis but as a wide receiver two flex option same with elijah moore i like him as a flex option not a wide receiver two just yet and i know tommy thinks Derek carr is going to be a top eight quarterback but that is not happening whatsoever josh i'll start with you what are your thoughts on this ranking you covered it pretty well. He took Derek Carr in the 11th round over someone like Matthew Stafford, who's out there, um, who you know will do better. I think he could have waited there and taken someone. I'm happy he didn't because I wound up getting him, but someone like Jahan Dotson, who I think is going to be a solid receiver rookie this year. Um, and then just you mentioned the Gabriel Davis pick, although he's going to be solid. He's definitely going to be a top 25 receiver right behind – uh, digs on the bills I think he's going to be fantastic but will he be a top 15 or top 12 like Tommy predicts I, I don't think he's getting there this year with digs on his team um with that said I like you briefly mentioned uh the other day when we were talking if digs goes down then Gabriel Davis definitely wide receiver one potential but uh besides that I don't think that was a good pick. I don't think he has that great of a bench. Um, not a lot of upside. Um, his players just uh, – the team's subpar. 
in my opinion. Like, but like you said, he's somehow does really well with trading. So hope most likely he'll turn that around. I like his first two rounds. I like Najee. I wouldn't have taken Mark Andrews at his spot personally, but not a bad pick. Um, especially if he's going to trade him, which he's trying to do trade him for, um, better value. But besides that, there wasn't much that he did right. In my opinion. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I'll keep my analysis short and sleep sweet. Um, Tommy, this is, wasn't a good draft. It just wasn't, I don't, I see at the, like, where they are in the lineup, it is. I I personally do like Derek Carr. Um, if it's like one of the, if you are gonna if you're willing to pass on the a top ten the top ten QBs, um, I think Derek Carr is a great option for potentially cracking at the end of the season. <coughs> the top ten. That's personally my belief. I mean, Der, uh, Derek Carr does have a lot of weapons. So I like Derek Carr, maybe not where he drafted him. If you waited a little bit longer and swept him up, then that's fine. And again, like uh, I, I, I personally don't see that big of a difference between Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford. Um, I, those are kind of interchangeable for me. Obviously, Matthew Stafford has proven it with the weapons that he has. Now Derek Carr does have the weapons. So we have to see. Najee's a good pick, and <coughs> having Mark Andrews, arguably the number one tight end, is great. But after that, I mean, it's it's all potential flex players, and not even Dalton Schultz. I mean, Dalton Schultz, like for my team, because I waited to get a tight end, he would be my tight end one. But for a lot of other teams, Dalton Schultz isn't a tight end one, let alone a flex. I mean, you can't really, like, this isn't a tight end premium league at all. I mean, maybe he got a little confused with our dynasty league, Jet, um, by by thinking it was tight end premium. But I, I don't think this is a great draft um, at all. Uh, his bench, I don't see, is worth it. He drafted <coughs> a guy named Pierce. I didn't even know who that was. In his defense, he's, I, think, I think that was a good pick at the end. Um, close to the wide receiver too, and he's he's a pretty talented player. But I mean, there were some. I mean, there were some picks I liked. Just overall, not not a great draft. No, not at all. And on. and Tommy and Tommy had his. Uh, he ranked himself as number three in his rankings. I don't know. Was there bias in that? You think? No, 100%. no. I mean, he used he used some type of equation that pot that came out. Yeah. Um, well, the same I mean, formula. I yeah, I did use the JDR metric for me. I didn't preface that in the beginning of, uh, but my mine mine is uh, patent approved now. It's, it was patent yeah. pending for a while. Yeah. Um, and now we finally got that straightened out. Who's coming in? Number at 11. eleven. Yeah, number eleven is Aaron Malloy. Um, I'll read off his team: quarterback Josh Allen, running backs Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson, wide receivers Cooper Cup, CD Lamb, tight end is Zach Ertz, two flexes Jerry Judy, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, Jake Elliott and Green Bay Packers defense and his bench, Sky Moore, Raheem Mostert, Michael Gallup, Mike Kosicki, Robbie Anderson, and Chubba Hubbard. For me personally, other than Josh Allen, Cooper Cup, C.D. Lamb, and Zach Ertz, I do not like any of the other picks. I Personally, I just do not think his running back core is 
going to be strong. Cam Akers is, is still not what he was before the Achilles injury. Antonio Gibson isn't even favored by any of his coaches in Washington. And if Brian Robinson comes back healthy at some point during the year, he won't even have the starting job. And as far as bench goes, if God forbid Cooper Cup or CeeDee Lamb, which were great picks, get injured, I do not like his depth at all. Uh, Michael Gallup is injured. Robbie Anderson shouldn't really have a, a position on a bench in this league, in my opinion. Uh, Sky Moore is a rookie who is buried in a depth chart. And then Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Chubba Hubbard needs a Christ- Christian McCaffrey injury to be relevant. Um, there's some good picks, but overall, I, I just think looking at it right now, unless there's some trades that happen and some waiver wire uh, claims that are hit on, I think Aaron's team is going to miss out on the playoffs this year. Josh? Definitely, definitely agree right off the bat. Um, I'd say back to Cam Akers. Like, I have him in another league. He was my keeper, helped him through last season, you know. Um, has potential to be uh, definitely solid flex, maybe uh, RB2. Um, and if he stays healthy, you never know, RB1, if he comes back full potential. But the likelihood there is very slim, especially when he could have taken someone like Travis Etienne there who has much higher ceiling, I think will be a much better running back. Even I would even take in Zeke there or Brees Hall or even David Montgomery um, because especially coming off an Achilles injury, those are the worst to come back from. I wouldn't have taken him there um, as my RB1 and then come back. He took uh, Edwards Hilaire in the sixth. Again, I think that's a bad pick. I think there he could have taken – even Kareem Hunt or Ramondre Stevenson or Tony Pollard, someone like that who has a much higher ceiling. Um, We've seen what Edwards Hilaire has done in the past, um, and especially with the backs behind him this year, I just don't think he's going to be used um, as much as he was in the past, which was already pretty slim. Um, And then I I like the Ertz pick. I, I was going to take Ertz. So I think that was a solid pick um, to give him some credit there. I love Cooper Cup at seven. I think is great value um, coming off of record-breaking year. Uh, and then I like CeeDee Lamb. Uh, but as you said, besides Allen, Lamb, and Cup, I think the team's pretty pretty weak. I also don't like Antonio Gibson. I don't think he's going to have that great of a year. But I like there, there are some picks he made where I'll give him credit. I like them, but also even like Mike Gesicki in the 15th, I, I, I personally wouldn't have done that. I just think it makes more sense to go for someone who could potentially be used rather than a backup tight end who you'll use one week, maybe. Um, but I, yeah, his team, he could have had a better draft in my opinion with the spot he was in. I think, when his pick came up, there were better players available that he didn't take almost every time. All right. Um, let's speed this up a little bit here. Yeah. Um, who's, who's coming in at number 10 for 10. you? Number 10 is going to be Jaden and his team. He had the, so he had the uh, seventh, no eighth pick. Um, and he selected Derrick Henry rest of his team, Tom Brady, a quarterback, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, at running back, Jalen Waddle, Terry McLaurin at receiver, tight end, Pat Fryermuth, two flexes, DK Metcalf and Amari Cooper, Nick Folk and Buffalo Bills defense, uh, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Matthew Stafford, Chase Claypool, DJ Chark and Rex Burkhead. 
the strong part about this team, um, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, obviously both stay healthy. That is a great running back duo to have in this league. And wide receiver is the same thing. It's not as strong, but it'll be good enough to get him through the, the latter part of the season. And Tom Brady, a quarterback, as long as age doesn't catch up to him, he'll be fine as well. My biggest concern are the two flexes, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper. Um, these are guys that I was avoiding both in – not optimal situations with their quarterbacks to start the year. And I don't think it's going to really get much better anytime soon. A couple of strong bench pieces. I like Devonte Smith coming off the bench. I think he can end up slotting in as a flex play for Jaden, but it wasn't, it wasn't an awful draft. Um, a couple things could have been different. I think it's the flexes that really sets him apart from some of the other teams above him. Um, it was, it was just a fine draft. Eric, what do you think? Um, I have to agree. It was a good, I, I thought it was a, Fine draft. No, it. Uh, it's the flexes that scare me. I mean, DK. I think ESPN is way highly overprojecting him. Uh, Devonte Smith. We have to see how he does as an, as a wide receiver too now in the system because AJ Brown's there. <coughs> and then bench Claypool. Let's see with the new QB situation with Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. Miles Sander, he's pretty injury-prone. And Amari Cooper, once again, he's dealing with a sub-par quarterback. So, um, a lot of question marks, I have to say. So, uh, Je- uh, Josh, do you have anything to add? or? Yeah, just quick. I, I like the running backs. I think, um, I think if he wants to make it to the playoffs in this league, he's going to have to trade one of them. Uh, for some value I don't think I think if the uh, you guys mentioned the flex I agree but I think it's really his bench that hurts him uh, he didn't really draft any players that have high upside I don't like the DJ chart pick or Rex Burkhead I think there are other players available that you could take that have much higher upside could potentially be useful um, and he just didn't do that I also didn't really like the two QB pick picking Brady um, in the ninth and then Stafford in the 13th should have picked one or the other and then try to get someone more useful and valuable but yeah you guys covered everything else with that one yeah yeah all right who's coming in at number nine number nine is going to be brendan who had the 12th pick in this draft and he started off with joe mixon and Devontae adams the rest of his team aaron Rodgers, david montgomery michael thomas george kittle and darren waller another two tight end team in this league damian harris that is his other flex Butker, Dallas Cowboys defense, DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, Brian Robinson, KJ Hamler, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Damian Williams. Um, you know, when I look at this lineup, it is it's it's a pretty strong lineup, other really than quarterback. And honestly, the second flex with Damian Harris, if that's who he decides to go with, I think Ramondre Stevenson's the better running back in that backfield. Hence, Damian Damian Harris is not going to have the same year as he did issue having Darren Waller as a second flex unless he trades him um, I think that's going to hurt him in the long run Um, and then the bench is another bench that just is not strong if there happens to be any sort of injury or any sort of lack of production not a ton of great options like there's guys with potential upside in KJ Hamler but there's also Brian Robinson who's not going to be playing Damian Williams who is in a bad offense and and needs kind of Cordero Patterson to get hurt and Garrett Wilson, who's a rookie, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. So the start of like the, the core of this team, Mixon, Montgomery, Adams, Thomas, I like. Um, it's just the quarterback, second flex, 
and bench, which can get a little bit tricky. The number one thing for me is I see a lot of outs, a lot of already using his injury reserve right there, and his benches. I mean, his benches. I I think awful. Yeah. I think like not like Garrett Wilson it could be a sneaky good pickup for the Jets if the Jets use him right. If if he's targeted and stuff, he is he is um he is he has potential. Williams running back for Atlanta, I think um who's the rookie running back for them? Algier. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot more touches. Donovan Peoples-Jones I don't see him being that much of a factor in the Cleveland offense. And then Hamler for Denver's wide receiver offense, um, I think he may be a wide receiver four. So, um, And then also it's the two tight ends. He's obviously going to be looking to trade for those, and um, it's depending on whether or not anyone bites and what he could possibly get for them. Anything um, to add, Josh? Yeah, I agree. I think – instead of going Waller there, who I'm honestly not that big of a fan of, um, I think there he could have taken someone like Edmonds or Rashad Bateman yeah. uh, that would have been much better suited for his team. If he wanted to take uh, Waller, I would have skipped over Kittle, but I think the Kittle pick is good if in the fourth round. I like Kittle a lot for this year. I just, the Waller pick there, especially off of Michael Thomas, who I, I think has potential to have a, huge season like he has in the past but coming off the injuries no one knows if he's going to be uh, a solid receiver like he always has been so I think someone there he, on the wraparound he could have taken I think doing Chase Edmonds and Rashad Bateman would have been two solid picks there instead of Thomas and Waller um, personally but besides that you guys covered everything else the bench is nothing to be too happy about no. A lot of ifs and a lot of injuries already. Yeah, exactly. Hurt. Who's coming in at number eight in the... Number eight is going to be Nick, who had the, Nicholas. Third, the third pick in the draft and t- took Christian McCaffrey. Now, question, um, question, question, question. Yeah. Does his team name have any factor in your in your trash. formula? Um, one? No, I did not take any team names into consideration. Oh. Hence why there's another team that is still has yet to be called, which has another team name with my name, yet, unless it's been changed. But um, yeah, uh, no, no factor. Uh, the JDR metric doesn't take into consideration those types of things, those arbitrary um, measures. Maybe you um, should. Maybe you should. Maybe Tom, that's how Tommy did his. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, honestly. Um, yeah, so Nick, number eight, I think he had a great start to his draft. And yeah. It looked like maybe at the countertop in our apartment that he was uh, falling asleep because then it just took a, a turn for the worst. I just did not like his draft. Once he started going into his flexes, um, he has Mahomes, McCaffrey, Javante Williams, T. Higgins, Marquise Brown, T.J. Hawkinson, Ugh. Hunter Renfro, Michael Carter as his two flexes. Um, his bench, Darrell Henderson, Chris Olave, Irv Smith Jr., Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Joshua Palmer and Cedric Wilson Jr. Obviously, you love the, the two RBs and McCaffrey Williams. You love the two receivers and Higgins and Marquise Brown. You love the QB and Mahomes, but yeah, Michael Card may be good for the first couple of weeks until Brees Hall gets gets into the thick of things. But after a couple of weeks, I think that is going to turn out to be a horrible pick uh, with Michael Carter as his second flex. And Hunter Renfro, I'm not high on either. Whoa. And if you look at, if you look at guys, if you look at guys that he has to replace him. Not a lot of great options. You need yeah. a you really need a Cam Akers injury for Darrell Henderson to be relevant. Chris Olave couldn't be good, but he's still a rookie. And then after that, 
It's just a I, tumble, tumble down. I, I don't – I hate personal, like, experience. I hate the Hawkinson pick. I hate it. I don't like it at all. Jared Goff has a lot more options with Amron. He has um, Jamison Williams uh, when he comes back. He has D Swift. He has so many better options than Hawkinson. I personally love Hunter Renfro. I know I'm alone in that belief. I still think he's going to get his touches because I think defenses are going to care way, care so much about Devontae Adams that it's going to free up. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I don't think I I don't think Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are going to be fighting for um, touches because I think Hunter Renfro is going to be Derek Carr's second look, and that's all that he has to be because I just see Hunter Renfro as a quality flex player, so that's good that he's as as flex. I don't like the Michael Carter pick, as you said, uh, that could very well become irrelevant by week three. Um, Olave. I don't think is going to be that much of a factor because I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I think Jarvis Landry is the wide receiver. I think he's the wide receiver too in that Saints office behind Michael Carter to begin the season. So I think that if Chris Olave shows out very well at the beginning of the season, then I think he can jump Jarvis Landry. But uh, his bench is... I mean, Irv Smith, not a factor that much, really. Uh, Daryl Henderson, like you said, have to uh, you have to bank on Cam Akers getting injured. Marquez Val- Valdez Scantley. Um, let's see what he does in the Chiefs' offense. Josh, um, I think to keep it simple, the first five picks, he made the right pick. Like the player that was there that he should have taken, he took, um, and that's why I think his starting lineup is among the top in the league in my opinion um outside of flex players i i i like renfro um i think he's going to do solid as a wide receiver too on that offense um but then after that i don't like the michael carter i'm a jets fan and so is he which is why i don't understand like knowing what the jets have said like i don't think michael carter will be relevant past week two if that like, I just don't think he will. Um, and then I like Chris Olave. I like him a lot. I think he has uh, potential to be rookie of the year. I'll get to that later um, on reasons why. But I, I think he has a lot of potential there for rookie of the year. But then everything else is just fluff just to add into the team. Joshua Palmer, I kind of that's an okay pick there. Um, but besides that, I don't think there's any other pick that says – that when his players get hurt because they will everyone has that issue um or they don't perform to how they should he has no one to fix that so i think without trades he's in a really tough spot yeah exactly some solid waivers it yeah he has to have some solid waivers one thing i'll say about uh chris olave is Jameis winston loves to throw the deep ball and that's what they brought in chris Mm -hmm. olave to do so if if that if that connection works out um they could have a a better flex option there all right who's coming in at number seven Number seven, we got the defending champion, Lindsay. Oh, thank God. Um, she had the second overall pick in this draft and went with Justin Jefferson. Can't go wrong, obviously, there. And then, you know, ended up backing that up with another wide receiver in Debo Samuel. That was, I believe it was a value pick, even though I'm not as high on him as, as some people. Uh, started Starts at the top with QB Justin Herbert. Nick Chubb and A.J. Dillon are her running backs. 
Um, my favorite tight end, Cole Komet. Oh, my God. Uh, two flexes, Kareem Hunt and Adam Thielen. Matt Gay is her kicker. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense court. Daryl Patterson, Alan Lazar, J.D. McKissick, Jarvis Landry, Marvin Jones Jr., and Mike Davis round out her flex, flex uh, her bench. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel. I mean, you can't have a better wide receiver deal than that in this league. Even if Debo regresses a little bit, I think she'd be perfectly fine there. Can't go wrong with Justin Herbert. And honestly, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the flexes, but I think they're better than the majority of the flexes in this league. My questions um, reside with the running back situation and more so Nick Chubb. I don't mm. think um, with, with no Deshaun Watson for the first 11 games, I think he's really going to struggle, especially if they get behind in games. They're going to go use Kareem Hunt and obviously she has Kareem Hunt. So that's kind of, you know, a, a backup plan there if, if need be. Um, obviously, I'm high on Cole Komet, so I like that pick as well. On the bench, I really just don't see any upside. A lot of a lot of safe players, I think. I think guys that are going to have solid floors. But other than that, um, I don't see any breakout candidates on this on this right. bench. But it's it's a a bench that's good enough to get the job done in case of a in a bye week or an injury. Uh, but yeah, Lindsay slots in at seven. Uh, for me, I I um she does some good coverage by getting Kareem Hunt along with Nick Chubb. So if someone does take over the main role, then I think there, there'll be um, a running back one or two. A.J. Dillon's a quality pick right there. That, But that her running backs are her weakness because her strength is her wide receivers with Jefferson and Debo. I think Debo's going to go off this season the way that he is used as also a running back. So that, that can be um, – that can – I mean, pretty much almost having um, – a quasi running back at your wide receiver position is a huge plus. Um, is there any concern that she would also be starting Thielen as a flex? I don't like Thielen. Um, he has like the touchdown upside, but it just can't stay healthy. <laughs> and yeah, he could, he's getting up there in age. He's getting up there in age. Um, it's, it's a risky pick. And unfortunately she doesn't have a, good enough option to even put someone else in yeah. there in my opinion. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh for her bench, I like JD McKissick. Um I think that if Antonio Gibson does get injured or hell if I think Ms. K- uh, McKissick has shown that he um he could put up fantasy production if if given the chance uh during games. I like Jarvis Landry. I know I'm kind of alone in that. Um and obviously Patterson, you can only hope he can at least put up half the season that he put up last last season. If he does that, I still think it's a quality uh, bench option. Josh? Um, starting off with Alan Lazard, not a huge fan, um, especially with them adding Christian Watson. Um, I think there's too many subpar receivers on that team for him to have as much of a impact um, as I think some people hope he will. Um, and as being right behind Thielen in her depth chart on that team, I think that's kind of tough because we already spoke on Thielen. I do love her first two rounds. I love the Justin Jefferson pick. I like the D- I love the Debo pick there. Um, Chubb's tough because he, he doesn't catch balls. And coming off of me last year, having Chubb and Hunt in this same league, um, it's kind of tough because you very much feel like you're in a tough spot who to play each week. Um, So personally, I wouldn't have done both of them. Uh, And I think 
I, I just think it's going to be really tough not having like AJ Dillon is going to be a solid RB two, um, but unless paired with a top RB one, I don't think yeah. having him as your RB two is valuable. Yeah, I get that. or as valuable right. if you don't have that top tier. If we weren't in PPR, I would say Chubb is the perfect person to pair with him, but we are, so it's kind of tough there. And then, like you said, the bench. Um, McKissick, like you said, he's all right. I don't love him. I don't like the Mike Davis pick at all. Um, yeah. I I just I don't like him. Uh, and then same Marvin Jones Jr. I'm not a huge fan, but that was also 16th round, so probably drop him first anyway. But um, yeah, overall tough tough after the starters outside of receiver quarterback. It it gets tough. All right. Who's coming in at the halfway point at number six? Yeah, so obviously I haven't mentioned any of us three yet, but this is where it is about to change. Number six, I have our our special guest, Josh, who had the first overall pick in this draft and took Jonathan Taylor. Of course, great Um, pick, Josh. Might I add, great freaking pick. It's the type of pick you just can't get wrong with Jonathan Taylor. CMC is getting injured this year. Great pick, Josh. Um, yeah, so Dak Prescott, a quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs as his running backs, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen as his receivers, Dallas Goddard, a tight end, Brandon Cooks, um, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson, whoever obviously is, is that flex too, Ryan Suckup, Miami Dolphins defense, Jamal Williams, Jahan Dotson, Nico Collins, Zamir White, and Christian Watson. Um, the things I like, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, the two wide receivers, I think Tyree Kill, I know there's a lot of questions about it. Is he going to replicate what he's done in Kansas City? Um, I think he's going to be just fine. All two are really asked to do is get him the ball and, and let him do the rest. That's just what it comes down to. Keenan Allen, um, you can argue that he'll be a wide receiver one again, just with the amount of receptions he gets to PPR league. So you can't go wrong with having him as your wide receiver two. Um, and then the two flexes, um, obviously you have options also on the bench with Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, and then Brandon Cooks. Um, those guys have a nice mix of upside safety. And I think compared to some of the other flex options in this league, I think you definitely have an advantage there. The two biggest question marks for me, um, RB2 and Josh Jacobs. It's possible that he, you know, finds the end zone a bunch of times and is able to get his value in that way. But we know he he's not going to get his value with catching balls because that's just not what he does, um, and especially with a Patriots-esque system coming into this Raiders team. I think it's going to be very hard for him to return RB2 value. Um, and then Dallas Goddard, a tight end. I, I struggle with this one just because he's such, such a talented guy, but... We know the Josh, Eagles, yeah, Hurts, I think he's going to have a breakout year, but I think A.J. Brown's going to get a lot of that additional work, and I think Devontae Smith is still going to see a ton of work. And now, now honestly, you could argue Dallas Goddard to the third or second option, but t- depending on how you look at it. And the Eagles are, in my opinion, still going to be a, a pretty run-heavy team, whether it's with Jalen Hurts or any of the running backs. So if Dallas Goddard is going to be productive, I think it's going to be you know through the end zone if he – finds the end zone and becomes Jalen Hurts' red zone target. Um, that's a big thing right there. But those those are my two concerns. But, Josh, I'll let you analyze Oh, can I not analyze oh, first a Josh's little bit? Team. Yeah, Eric, let's hear it. Thank you. Josh, I love your team. Let's be real, right? We got a bunch of players that we both thoroughly enjoy. Jonathan Taylor, JT. He's the next LT pretty much. Love him. First overall pick. Way to kick off the draft. 
Josh Jacobs, absolutely adore him. I am saddened that I was not able to get him on my own team as, yes, he is touchdown dependent, but damn, does he get touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, I love that pick. Um, I Like Jet said, you just got to give him the ball. Keenan Allen, wide receiver one potential right there as your wide receiver two. That's amazing. Dallas Goddard is going to be a, tight, a top, uh, top five tight end. Book it right now. Uh, Brandon Cooks, so reliable. He is really the only option on the Texans, so he's going to get touches. Uh, Stevenson's a quality flex number two right there, but guess what? I would start Tony Pollard because I love that man. I think a lot of us, I think that is the most coveted late mid to late round pick um, for everyone in the league. Uh I know a lot of people that love Tony Pollard. I wanted him. I was hoping he would fall to me because if Zeke gets injured, hell, Zeke doesn't have to be injured. Um, If Zeke's just not successful, they obviously have shown they're going to go to Tony Pollard. So I really, really love your team. Um, Dotson, let's see what he can do in a Washington offense. He could easily become wide receiver too. Um, And if you have him as a wide receiver too in the Washington offense, I think – that's a viable flex option right there. Who's your last pick? Last, like last player. Was last Zemir player. White. The last you were you had the last pick in the draft. Well, that was I just took Dolphins defense. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. Well, you kind of ruined it there. I'll be honest with the. <laughs> That's a great pick. Sure, um, with Jets defense, but all right, Josh. What do you got to say about your team? I like Goddard. I think he's a solid. I think he has a lot of talent, like you said, and I think they're going to use it, especially since there's other options now. I think that'll take some of the pressure off of him, and Hertz is a solid quarterback. Um, so I think he's going to be great. He's not who I wanted. I wanted Ertz, but mm-hmm. I yeah. really like him as my backup since I couldn't get Ertz. Um, Josh Jacobs, I agree. I think I, I like him, but I agree he's tough at an RB two spot, but with JT at RB at RB one. I'm out. I'm okay with that. Um, and then I tried, I'll tell you what my strategy was. I tried to get a lot of receivers that get a lot of receptions, which Tyreek Keenan Allen and Brandon cooks are three receivers that touch the ball more than almost a, more than a majority of players in the league um, reception wise. So that's mainly why I went with them. Uh, also, I don't think they had a lot. Of, there was a lot of other options that would have had the value that they would have at those picks. Um, and then for my bench and flex, I tried to go with as much upside as possible. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, has as much upside as you can hope for. Same with Pollard. Um, and then I went with uh, Dotson, uh, Nico Collins, Christian Watson, who I think all have huge upside. And then I took uh, Jamal Williams and Zamir White more so where – if Josh Jacobs does wind up getting injured, I think Zamir White is going to touch the ball a lot. Um, he could wind up slipping in there at RB2, but I honestly think that spot will be taken up by Ramondre Stevenson or Tony Pollard within the first three weeks. Um, and then uh, Jamal Williams, if Swift gets injured, he has all the talent in the world that he could swoop in there yes, and saying, become man. a potential RB1 play. Yes. So um, I will just so you can see I'm not biased. I regret the Josh Jacobs pick with AJ Dillon on the board. Mm. If I could go back in time, I would definitely switch that out. I think that was 
my worst pick of the draft. But besides that, I like my team a lot. That's not a bad worst pick right there, I'd have to say. All right, who's coming in at five? Number five is going to be myself. Um, Whoa, he's not top three? No. Uh, no. You know what? I like this formula. No, it's just this honestly wasn't one of my favorite drafts. I didn't like picking from the nine spot. It just wasn't ideal for me. I got a lot of the players I liked, but there were other players I wanted that just wasn't able to get, and, and that that's unfortunate. But I still like my team. I still think I have a playoff team at the moment, and with some additional, you know, help. Into the playoffs, I think, I think I'll, just, I'll be I'll, <laughs> I'll be I'll be just fine. Uh, quarterback Kyler Murray, value pick right there. I got him in like the seventh round. DeAndre Swift, Chase Edmonds. I think it's gonna end up being a, a great set of running backs. Uh, wide receiver Mike Evans and Allen Robinson. Tight end Kyle Pitts. Two flexes, Darnell Mooney and Rashad Penny. Kicker, Justin Tucker. Went kicker early for the first time in my fantasy Screw football. Screw Tommy. I texted you about it. I texted you, and I was like, what? what? Did that actually happen? It was a whole thing. We were screwing Tommy over. It was a whole thing. Um, Denver Broncos <laughs> defense, Naheem Hines, Kenneth Gainwell, Alexander Madison, Julio Jones, KJ Osborne, and Wandell. Robinson. Oh yes. You know, when you look at my team, mm. the, the first thing that you're gonna look at is is RB two and Chase Edmonds. But I have Chase Edmonds on like five of my teams this year, and it's not just because I'm a Dolphins fan. Um, he's such a talented player, he just yeah. hasn't been utilized enough. Exactly. Now he's, he's going to be utilized as the RB one. It deserves to be. The Dolphins got rid of Sony Michelle, and obviously means they're going to give someone the goal line work. And I don't think it's going to be Raheem Mostert, because who knows how far into the season he's going to end up making it. Chase Edmonds is going to get the pass catching work. He's going to get the goal line work. He's going to get all the work. Um, I honestly I prefer him as my RB two as opposed to some of these other RB twos in this league. Um. My wide receivers, Allen Robinson, according to ESPN, I reached on a little bit. Honestly, probably could have been there on the way back. But I think Allen Robinson, after the, the bad year he had last year, I think he's bound for a resurgence in in Los Angeles with the Rams and that dynamic offense. Um, on, on my bench, um, obviously, I have a lot of upside if, if, God forbid, someone like a Jonathan Taylor got hurt. But I, don't even, I didn't even make that pick with the inclination that he's going to get hurt. I think Nakeem Hines is going to have a role. Matt Ryan likes to throw to his running backs, and I think Naheem Hines is going to be used in that role. And then another pick I want to point out, Julio Jones. I still think he has something left in him. He has the best quarterback in his career now throwing him the ball in Tom Brady. And if, if anyone's going to resurrect Whoa, someone. Ryan um, Tannehill? Saw, what's up? What? Not Ryan Tannehill? Julio Jones. Yeah. Are you no. saying Ryan Tannehill's yeah. not the best quarterback that he's had thrown to him? No, no, not, not at this point. Um, what? It is definitely Tom Brady. Who could uh, Tom Brady? Are we pick, kidding Wanda here? Robinson, what shitty this, team, but a lot of opportunity. So, um, you know, there's three things in life you can guarantee: death, taxes, and jet picking. D Swift. <laughs> it is always a guarantee. I call it at every, every league. That we're a part of, Jet. You have picked D Swift, and I've always called it. Yeah. You love you some D Swift, and it's for good reason. D Swift, top three potential running back right there, I think. Chase Edmonds, I think he's highly underrated. I also really like that guy. I, I wish I could have had him as an R, RB2 or a potential flex option. Kyle Pitts, let's see what he can do with Marcus Mariota. Um, he still put up a lot of production without the touchdowns, so 
If you can do the same thing with a few extra touchdowns, that can be absolutely huge. Rashad Penny, great pick. I do write that a lot. <coughs> and Darnell Mooney. Um, you just got to see what the Chicago's offense is going to be like. That's it, really. Absolutely. Um, I like the team. I th- your first two rounds, I think, were arguably value-wise the best out of anyone in the league. I love Swift and you got him at nine. I think he has potential to be the R to be the RB one this season. If not a top three, I would be surprised if he's outside of the top three. Um, And to get him at nine is huge. And then to swing back around and get Evans, who is just the kind of player that I was hoping to get because he gets, you know, he's going to get top five in receptions alone. Um, Plus he's a touchdown threat. He's a go-to every single time. I don't think Julio there is going to hurt him at all because Julio's old. Although I do like the pick. I think it could have been later. Um, I don't. I think you could have taken him at a later time and would have been fine. You could have got someone else there, but I do like the pick. I also love your last two. I like Wondell Robinson and KJ Osborne. Oh, I think yeah. it was a solid 16th. Um, the only downside, I'd say, um, Chase Edmonds, I think he has all the talent in the world. Uh, he could be huge for you but he also he's a big question mark in my opinion i know you really like him but i think he's a question mark um i'm not a big on pits also i like kittle more so with kittle on the board i don't love that pick just because i like kittle over pits um but still solid pick there um and then the rest of your team is great the only thing is i feel like you're in a tough spot if no one gets injured because uh, you have you have Hines um, behind JT, he doesn't really do a crazy amount. You could he's easily you could put him in as a flex if you need to, um, but I don't think he's really starter potential um, unless JT gets injured. Uh, Madison, solid. You're gonna play him at least four weeks this season, and he's gonna get you over 20 points because Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy. Um, and then with Gainwell, I think that one's a big question mark too because you got Sanders there and but overall I like your team. I think I should be at 5 and you should be at 6, but solid team. All right, who's coming in and number Who's coming in at number 4? Yeah, I really dreaded putting this team at 4, but it's just how it worked out. Um number 4 I have Eric. Oh. And it, the reason that, honestly like I I'm, I'm going to talk about this you know, soon, but the difference between you being a top three team and, and where you are is tight end. That, that's know. what it comes down to. I know. Um, obviously, a lot to like on this team starting off at the, the 10 spot um, with Jamar Chase and then following that up with Aaron Jones. I mean, you can't go wrong with the start to that draft. And then, obviously, the rest of the team, Joe Burrow, got that stack. Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Jamar Chase, DJ Moore, Hunter Henry, Elijah Mitchell, Amonara St. Brown, Evan McPherson, 49ers defense, Devin Singletary, Jacoby Myers, James Robinson, Russell Gage, Tyler Higby, and Isaiah Spiller. Um, I think getting Ezekiel Elliott where you did, a lot of people don't like him, but I think he can end up being a value. Um, it's a guy that at any point in his career, he's finished no lower than RB14, and I'm pretty sure he got him around that value. So he could honestly finish in the top 10 once again, obviously, if he stays healthy. And health hasn't even been a concern in his career. He's only missed games due to, due to a suspension, so I like that pick a lot. Amon Ross St. Brown is your flex. 
Um, you can argue he should be a wide receiver too on a lot of the teams in this league, especially Tommy's, who honestly, Monroe St. Brown would be his wide receiver <laughs> one. But obviously, that's not how it worked out. It's a great flex option. Elijah Mitchell, I go back and forth on just because just the nature of the 49ers and them liking to use multiple running backs. But I mean, week one, I mean, I think Elijah Mitchell is going to score like 20 points against the Bears just because it's a great matchup and he gets so much volume. Will he stay healthy though? Um, that's a big concern. And then on the bench, Devin Singletary, he's still a starting running back in this league. And it's a nice piece to have in case someone gets injured, bye week filler, um, whatever the case may be. Uh, James Robinson, we know why he took him, but, uh, you know, it's he's, he's back from his Achilles injury. Apparently, he's looking looking fine. What kind of role he'll have, I'm not really sure. I mean, he's someone I was avoiding, but I get the pick at that point in the draft. It's an upside pick for the hope that he gets back to where he was. So can't really go wrong there. But obviously the one glaring hole is tight end yeah. Hunter Henry. Yeah. Obviously with the nature of the, some of the other people in this league kind of got screwed over with people taking two tight ends. And there's really nothing you can do about that. I will say um, I would have preferred um, some other options at tight end as opposed to Hunter Henry. But, you know, I, I don't I don't hate the pick. Um, obviously just not ideal, though. I know. That is the one thing I do regret is not going after a... There were chances that I passed up on Ertz and I passed up on Goddard. And looking back, I should have just taken him right there. I, I was thinking that they would drop to the next round. And when it gets to the next round, I'm like, all right, they're going to drop to the next round. Um, that is the one regret I do have is tight end. I do like the backup potential of uh, Tyler Higby. I think there is some upside there, um, but <coughs> yeah, I, I can't argue with that. It is um, a, the only that that is the biggest glaring hole. Um, I'm just hoping that uh, Mac Jones just keeps looking at Hunter Henry, and <coughs> he's proven. I know he. Uh, He's proven he doesn't drop passes. So that's what I'm that's the only thing I'm banking on is that Mac Jones feeds him the ball and he doesn't drop passes. So that, I mean that's all I really have to say is I have to agree with you on the uh, one issue on my team. I definitely agree tight end. It's tough, but with the rest of your team, I don't really think you need to worry about. I think you're with everyone staying healthy, I think you'll be a playoff team without that. Um maybe in the playoffs it'll hurt you, but you have time to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and I like most of the picks. I love Amara St. Brown. Um, Jed already said Zeke in the fourth is solid. Uh, there's obviously some question marks. There's question marks on every team. I don't know if I would have taken James Robinson over Alexander Madison, who was also there too. Um, just because Robinson has ETN, but it's not a bad pick. Um, because there is upside if he plays how he has been in the past or how we know he can. I'm hoping not to have to him, use him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if they utilize him as an RB one, he has a lot of potential yeah. there. I just don't think with ETN there, he'll, he'll get that. Um, Russell Gage. It's an okay pick. I'm not a huge fan of him, but in at that late in the draft, I don't think it's a bad pick. Um, I love the Isaiah Spiller pick though. Thank you. In the 16. I love that. Thank you. It's obviously like a long shot, but there is something there. If 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 Eckler goes down, 
the, only, the only thing I'll say about that is they just signed Sony Michelle, which kind of hurts that yeah. a little bit. Um, but I mean, Sony Michelle's only done so much in this league, so I, I get, I get it's you no, know, it's a dark throw at the end. Makes it makes a lot of sense. All it's, right, it's round sixteen. Yeah, There's a lot of upside. All right, who's coming in and taking the power bronze in the power rankings? Yeah, so number three, I have Austin, oh. and I, I love, I, I love everything he did in this draft and. I mean, in my opinion, he has the best running back deal in this league with Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley. And you round that out with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson at wide receiver, David Njoku at tight end, Damian Pierce and Christian Kirk flex. And then his bench, um, I think it. I think he has the best bench in the league personally with Tyler Lockett, Robert yeah. Woods, Kirk Cousins, Tyler Boyd, Traylon Burks and Romeo Dobbs. Obviously another team with a glaring need at tight end with David and Joku. And honestly, um, it doesn't look like it's going to necessarily hurt him to start the year. Same thing with Eric, but it's the type of thing where it could come back to haunt you. I'm not saying will, but it's definitely possible. Um, Really, I mean, yeah, there's some question marks with Deontay Johnson with the new quarterback, but if he's getting the same volume that he has in the past, um, I think he'll be just fine. Obviously, Damian Pierce was was a bit of a reach, in my opinion, getting him, I think, what was it, the sixth, seventh round? Yeah. When he's yeah, when he's still a still a fourth round rookie on a really bad team, so there there's still something to be looked at there. And then, but even even if that doesn't work out, I think Robert Woods after a few games will get back to himself and be that top target on that Titans offense. I think Tyler Lockett's a value, even though it's a bad offense. Um, still a very good player, and you could easily slot him in there. And then Christian Kirk is another him. flex, number I'm, one I'm option. Not, I'm not touching Tyler Lockett ever. What? I'm not touching Tyler Lockett ever again he is the spawn of satan for fantasy purposes i bet he's a great guy but he was he is a great guy he's a great guy but for this fantasy purpose i'm never touching tyler lockett again i promise you i swear to god josh what do you have to say um the only thing that's all i have to say that's all i have to say i'm not saying anything great watch your game go ahead josh only thing I could think of is in the seventh or eighth round, um, seventh round, he took Christian Kirk eighth round. He took, um, Robert Woods, Robert Woods. And personally, I, I both solid picks, but I don't think he needs both of them. I think he should have taken Ertz or Goddard in that spot and he would have had a solid team. I know you don't need, the tight end as much as having the depth and receiver. Um, but I don't think it would have been bad picks either when he already had Lockett or not Lockett, but he wound up getting Lockett Boyd and he already had Deontay and AJ Brown. Um, I think he could have foregone one of them for a tight end, but also in the end, I don't think it's going to make a difference whether he did or didn't. Um, Ertz was is a question mark. Like he has potential to be a huge, like solid tight end this year, but nobody knows if he actually will. Same with Goddard. Um, so I think taking the wide receivers is safer, but he could have gone for a tight end and he would have had perfect starting lineup. But besides that, he did everything right in this draft, which for Austin, I don't say frequently. One thing I'll say is, is now that I'm looking at it, he only has three running backs on his team. And we know what Saquon Barkley's history with staying healthy is and Austin Eckler's issue with staying healthy. If one of those guys 
gets hurt, he's going to be starting Damian Pierce's mm-hmm. as RB2, and we don't mm-hmm. even know if he's going to be good. So that, that'll that be Austin's biggest downfall if he doesn't end up trading for another running back or doesn't pick another one up. Um, but that's something to keep an eye on. Number two, Connor Malloy. Um, a lot of guys on his team I was heavily after during during drafts this year, and, and I think he had an absolutely outstanding draft. Russell Wilson at quarterback, Alvin Kamara, and Travis Etienne as his running backs. Stephon Diggs and Mike Williams as his wide receivers. Dawson Knox, who just got paid as his tight end. Chris Godwin and Juju Smith-Schuster as his flexes. Drake London, Trey Lance, Ken Walker, Tyler Algier, Isaiah McKenzie, and Jamison Williams on his bench. Um, honestly, like when you look at a starting lineup, there's not a glaring weakness like a lot of the other teams in the league. Yeah, you can like, you know, argue maybe that Dawson Knox is a weakness or Chris Godwin, if he can't stay healthy, is a weakness. But if all these guys are healthy and playing at the level we know they're capable of, um, I think these are all great picks. Um, Travis Etienne, I'm really high on. Mike Williams, I'm really high on. And it's just, it's it's a really good team. I, I really don't have many bad things to say about it. You look at the bench, a ton of upside. And, you know, obviously a bunch of rookies, but they all have upside, which makes for a, a really good team in my opinion. Um, I love Dawson Knox. Uh, that's an, I forgot to name him as another tight end. I was hoping to f- keep falling, and Connor just swooped him up right after me. Um, in the wraparound, and I, I I was like, damn. So I really like Dawson Knox, and he just got paid. So obviously the Bills want to use him. Yep, the Bills want to use him. Chris Godwin scares me. Um, I think there's some type of statistic out there that the year after coming back from an ACL tear injury, uh, their fantasy is not even close to what it is. It's the second year when they're really good. So that's something to keep an eye on, but his bench has like a surprising amount of like really scary upside. Walker, the Seattle running back, whenever he gets back could easily possibly like, Joel Vault into RB2 action right there. <coughs> Isaiah McKen- McKenzie. I I love. Um, and then he has Williams just sitting on IR right now whenever he'll be ready, hopefully by this season at some point. He could be wide receiver flex options right there. So, Josh, what do you have to say? Because I'm about to die of cough. Um. I, I like the team a lot on paper. Um, if you take injuries aside, he has a great team. Um, some spots I don't like. Not big on Juju. I just, after last year, he kind of fell off recently, and I just, he he got injured. I just don't think he is that guy. Um, as a wide receiver four, I think he's fine. Um but I, I'm not a huge fan there. Drake London, I like. Um, will he be used on Atlanta Falcons offense? That's kind of trash. We'll see. Um, I don't love uh, Tyler Algier. I, I think he has potential, lots of upside. But I don't think, as I said, Atlanta's offense, not good. And he has players in front of him that I think will get the, uh, will be getting the ball much more. Um but yeah, he has the upside on the bench, which you like. Um, the flexes could turn out being great. Uh, I love the ETN pick. Um, 
the only thing I'd say is uh, the back-to-back quarterbacks in rounds eight and nine, Trey Lance and then Russell Wilson. I just didn't see the point in that personally when we're a one QB league. But some people like to do that. I just don't because you can get someone else more valuable, put them in opposed to a quarterback where you can only play one. But I, I like the team. And Jet, quickly here, because we still have to do NFL stuff. Yeah, number one. Number one. There's not really much to talk about here. Ben uh, put together a great team in this draft. Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Travis Kelsey, Rashad Bateman, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Bass, Rams defense, Melvin Gordon, Khalil Herbert, George Pickens, Albert, oh, not saying the last name, Rashad White, um, and Isaiah Pacheco. Really, I mean, you look at his receivers, his quarterback, his RB1, tight end. Two, I think he has the best flex combination in the league with Rashad Bateman and Brandon Ayuk, obviously best yeah. tight end with Travis Kelsey. Two breakouts, potential uh, candidates in Michael Pittman and Corlin Sun both could be wide receiver ones this year. Obviously, a lot of things need to go right for that to happen. Again, another top three team with a potential downfall being at running back with J.K. Dobbins doesn't stay healthy and Dalvin Cook doesn't stay healthy. Um, I mean, Ben, right now, if this season were to start today and those guys get injured, you would have to start Melvin Gordon, Khalil Herbert, and that's just not ideal if, if either of those guys get hurt. So that's his biggest downfall. But on paper right now, he does have the strongest team. Yeah, I really like his team. Great draft. Um, and that kind of shows what can happen if you're dead in the middle Packed. of the draft order. Yeah, I like the team. Great receivers. I love all of them. Bateman and Ayuk, I think, are solid. Yes, I love Ayuk. Bateman and Sutton is very filthy. He's going to have to trade uh, some of them, though, in my opinion, because the running back spot's going to hurt him. Dalvin's going to miss a few games. That's almost a given, in my opinion, and not having Madison kind of hurts there. Um, If he has to put Melvin Gordon in as an RB2 or even RB1, that could hurt. But on paper, great team right now. Awesome. Well, Jet, I have to say those were actually pretty damn quality rankings right there. Much better than Tommy's. Much better than Tommy's, without a doubt. All right. I definitely value your formula with whatever formula he uses. Like I said, my my patent was approved. His is still pending. I'm probably not going to get approved. It's. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. Um, Let's get to NFL talk. All right. We'll cruise through this. We're going to give our predictions for who's going to win each division. We're going to talk we're going to go over the our picks for the NFL awards, the MVP coach of the year, comeback player of the year, rookie of the year, all of that. And then I want to ask you guys your upset of the week. Okay. For 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 this week, for week 1. If there what do you think the biggest upset might be? First off, let's start in the AFC. AFC East, Josh, Jet, you guys both got teams in this division right here. Who's winning it? It's not a question. It's the Bills. Dolphins. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I have the Bills, too. I have the Bills, too. They, they just have too good of a team on paper. Dolphins aren't there yet. I think they could give the Bills a run for their money, but the Bills are still the most complete team, not only in the division, but I think the conference as well. All right. Josh, do you think the Jets will finish in last place. Oh, yeah. 
I don't like to say it, but they will. All right. Um, over under five and a half game games won for the Jets. I think they can go. I think they can hit six games. Okay. I'm optimistic this year. I think they're going to gradually get better. Um, don't have too much faith. They're not going to be in it. They're going to be the last in the division, but there's potential. All right. Do you, uh, you two see two playoff teams coming out of this division? Yes. Josh? No, just the Bills. All right. We are now going to be moving on to the AFC North. I Well, let me say, I think the Bills are going to win this division too. Um, uh, I'm not going to announce my wild card teams right now. Okay? Just give me a second. AFC North. Josh, who do you have winning the AFC North? It's going to be the Bengals. Oh, you're going with Joe Shiesty and McShooter. I like that pick. Jet, who are you going with? I've the, I've the Ravens. If they're fully healthy this year, I mean, they started off what six and two a year ago, and then everything fell apart after all the injuries happened. If Lamar Jackson is playing Week One with that new contract, the Ravens are going to have a very good year. You know, I'm going to go with Josh, and I'm going to say the Bengals. Um, I think that people are overhyping this Super Bowl hangover and stuff like that. They got better. They did. They upgraded the offensive line, which was the biggest thing. So, yes, I think it, I think it will be close. I think that there will be two playoff teams that come out of this division. Um, I think the Ravens will snag a wild card behind the Bengals. I think it's going to be really close, one to two game difference. Uh, who do you have finishing last in the division, the Browns or the Steelers? It's going to be Steelers, I think. I actually have um, the Browns finishing in last. Tied, tied with the Steelers, but due to a tiebreaker, I have them finishing in last. Okay. All right. Now, do you guys have one or two playoff teams coming from this division? Wow. Wow. Two. two. Okay. Wow. You, Jet, you're not making the playoffs. Wow. A, the AFC West, I guess, is going to get screwed over, possibly. All right. AFC South, the most competitive division in football the most coveted division to win right ahead right behind the nfc east um guys who do you guys have winning this division i have the colts i have i have the titans um you love king henry that was it was tough for me but you know i'm probably a little biased in there i love king henry but uh, it was. I had the Colts for a while, and I changed it last minute. I think they came off a solid season with Henry out. I think him coming back is just going to help. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Colts winning this division. I think Matt Ryan is going to resur- have a resurrection of a season. I, I do, man. If he doesn't, so that's Jet really knows. scary. I know. He's my least favorite player in the league. Jet knows. I, I can't. Ugh. I think – I mean, there's no – it's hard to see him fail that bad with the weapons that he has. Um, we don't even have to dis- I think they I think they win this division by three plus games. Whoa, okay. All right. Um hard to see him fail, you say? Did you watch his Super Bowl appearance? <laughs> Come on, he's facing Tom Brady. That alone just scared shook shook him in his boots. Um, we don't have to talk about who's finishing in last. We all know who it is going to be. The Texans. Ooh. Yeah. Um, 
All of us agree. One playoff team. Yes. Really, Jet? Wow. Okay. Um, and quite possibly the most competitive division in the NFL this year, only behind the NFC West, but for completely different reasons because the, all these teams are going to be actually be good. Josh, who do you have winning this? This one took me a while. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chargers just because of the Ooh. consistency. Um, I think the Chiefs lost losing Tyreek. I know Chiefs fans like to say it's not going to hurt them that much. It is. I And the Chargers have gotten so much better. Uh, Herbert is finally feeling himself. I, I, I think they take it this year. All right, Jet. I have the Chiefs one in this division, Ooh. and I, I'm, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I don't think the Tyreek Hill loss is going to affect them that much. I think they have a good enough group of receivers to assemble. They still have Travis Kelsey right there, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to make all those guys better. And I think something that I've done in the past is I've bought into hype team, overhyped teams in the past, and the Chargers are one of those overhyped teams. They just do not have the playoff experience. Um, I, I'm not going to say if I haven't made the playoffs or not yet, but um, I still think this is the Chiefs division to win. I don't think they have the playoff experience either. I don't think they go far in the playoffs, but I think they win the division. That's fair. Guys. Broncos country, let's ride. Let's ride. Give me Russell Wilson and the Broncos, the sneaky underdog right there. Give it to me. I do love my Chargers, though I could easily see them winning the division also. But you know what? Let's get a little variety in here. We all got different picks, okay? Give me the Broncos to come up from the rear. Just the amazing stallions just coming out of nowhere and sneaking and taking the division. Russell Wilson just comes in, swoops in, and wins the division in his first year in the AFC. Let's go! I break something crazy though. Listen to this. I think all four teams from the West are making the playoffs. Wow. Whoa, that. Both, whoa. But I think it's happening. Spooky. All right, Jet. Who else is from this division is making the playoffs? Yeah, I only have two teams from this division making the playoffs. Two Chargers. Two? Yep. Wow. There's there's three wild cards, right? Yes. Okay, so. Josh, who are your wild cards? On, in order, yeah. I have Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Jet, who do you have? Chargers, Dolphins, Bengals. Chargers, Dolphins, Bengals. Okay. For me, I have the Ravens. Not I'm I'm just saying, just saying them. All right, right now. Let me let me reorder them. All right. I have the Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens as my wild cards. I'm sorry, but I think the Dolphins are just going to miss the cusp. I, 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 I do. I, I think it's going to be just the cusp. It's really, you, Jed has the Dolphins, and you got to hope that the AFC West beats up on each other. I think I that's think the. They will. You think? Yeah, and I, I, I'm not, just, I'm not just saying the Dolphins are making the playoffs because I'm a Dolphins fan. When you look at this team, the difference between them making the playoffs 
or not this year, I believe it's Tua, and that's what it's going to come down. I'm, I'm a believer in him, and I think he's going to take that step forward. The defense is as good as last year, and it's it's it's, it's the offense that was all the concerns. All the weapons are there now. Um, too much talent to to not be a playoff team. I get all the competition in this um, uh, AFC, and it's close. Like, not can I read you my record predictions for for each of the uh, seven teams as far as seeding goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have my one seed is going to be the Ravens with a record of thirteen and four. My two seed is going to be the Buffalo Bills with a record of twelve and five. My three seed is going to be the Colts with a record of twelve and five. My four seed is going to be the Chiefs with a record of twelve and five. My five seed is going to be the Chargers with a record of eleven and six. My six seed is going to be the Dolphins with a record of eleven and six. My seven seed is going to be the Bengals with a record of eleven and six. The Broncos and Raiders, which are the two teams barely missing out, they both finished with records of 10 and 7. Okay. All right. Well, let's move to the NFC here. The most competitive division, not because they want to win it, because every team tries to lose it, and it's just the team that tries the hardest to not lose it. It is the NFC East. There has not been a repeat champion of the NFC East since, I believe, 2004. Um, so, Josh, who do you have winning it this year? America's team. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. it's, it's going to be the Cowboys. I'm, I'm a big Dak guy. You know that. And I I have faith in him. I think, I think he's going to take it pretty easily. All right. Jet? Trying to continue as the Eagles win this division this year. I have to agree with Jet. I think that the trend will continue. I do think that the Eels win this division. Now, who do you think will finish in last? Commanders. Okay. I'm with you on that. Wow. All right. Where, Thanks, where, guys. Where do, Giants, where do you have the Giants finishing? With third. Third. Okay. Thanks. I like that. How many games do you think they win? Um... For me, the over unders six and a half. They have, if you look at their schedule, they have a pretty easy schedule opponents wise. Um, it's just like I don't, I don't know what to expect. It's a whole new system. Everything. I think Dable's going to be good. It's just I don't think Daniel Jones is the QB anymore. Um, so I still, I would be ecstatic if they could finish in third at seven wins. That's a successful season. And then go draft your QB of the future. I think the Cowboys, I have the Cowboys taking it, like I said, but I think Cowboys and Eagles are going to have a tied record. Oh, I I could definitely see that. I don't think it's going to be by much. Like, I could see them all going like 11-6, something like that. Probably 10-7, honestly. Freaking, I wouldn't be surprised if the division's won at 9-8. Yeah. All right, NFC North here. Josh. Who do you have winning this? Bears. I, th- I still think Rodgers has it, at least in the regular season. Um, but, yeah, I have the Packers. I have the Vikings winning on a tiebreaker, both 11-6, and six, but Vikings win on a tiebreaker. Jet, I'm agreeing with you. I love the Vikings, man. That offense is scary. Uh, they proved they can beat the Packers last year. Um, and now they have an offensive head coach and not a defensive head coach and Mike Zimmer. Um, so uh, give me the Vikings to uh, take hold of this division finally. Who's finishing in last place in this division? 
Bears. Yeah. Ooh. Bears. I think the Lions. Lions are gonna have a good year. Yeah. In my opinion, because last year they should have done. Like their record did not I show know. how good that team actually yeah, was. That's so true. Over under six and a half wins for the Lions. Over. Over. Oh, seven Jets, and a half. If I think the Jets are over five and a half, I'm going Lions over six. Seven and a half. I think they'll win. I can see them winning eight games. Seven or eight. That's where I have them. Okay. All right. And if and if I'm sorry, guys, I haven't been doing this. I mean, obviously, um, NFC East, one team's coming out of this division. NFC North, do you guys see two teams coming out of this division? Yes. Josh? North? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two? So I actually have two coming out of the East because I have the Cowboys winning. Yeah. Whoa. But I think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I doubted you right there. All right. NFC South, guys. Who's winning this? Buccaneers. It's not close. It's not close. No one else is making the playoffs either. <laughs> Who's finishing last? Panthers or Falcons? Falcons. Agreed. Okay. I got to go with don't have. Falcons what? don't have that star player. Two. At least the Panthers. You're saying have. two wins? Yes. They're a bad team. You. Th- you do you Just think the Falcon about- do you think the Falcons are worse than the Seahawks? No, I think they're the same they're the same. They're both gonna have two wins. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Okay. Well we got through that division real quick. I'm so- um <laughs> NFC West. The West divisions are always the fun ones. Uh well, let's be real. Who do you guys have winning the West, the NFC West. The Rams. The Rams. I have the Rams winning on a tiebreaker. Woo! Really? I have the Rams just winning. I have the Rams winning. Uh, they just didn't get bad. They're the same, and they won the Super Bowl. So why wouldn't they win it again? The division. Uh, so I, I do have the Rams. Seahawks are obviously finishing in last place. Arguably finishing with the worst record in the NFL this season. How many teams do you else? How many other teams do you have coming out of this division? Two other two teams, teams coming out of here. I've threw a total two other ones. Oh, I have one other. Who do you have? Who do you have with a higher record? Niners or Cardinals? Niners. Okay. I have to agree. I would agree with you on that. All right. So Jet, who are your wild card teams in order? Yeah, I'll just go. I'll just go my top yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, one. Rams, 12 and 5 record. Two, I have the Vikings with an 11 and 6 record. Three, I have the Buccaneers with an 11 and 6 record. Four, I have the Eagles with an 11 and 6 record. Five, I have the 49ers with a 12 and 5 record. Six, I have the Packers with an 11 and 6 record. And seven, I have the Cardinals with a 10 and 7 record. All right, Josh, your wild cards? I'm just going to give my wild card teams um, in order. I have Vikings, Eagles, Cardinals. Vikings, Eagles, Cardinals. So what so what do you think will happen with the 49ers? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um Vikings, Eagles, Niners. All right, so then why is that Cardinals? So what do you think will happen with the Cardinals then? I have the Cardinals missing it by one game. Oh, okay. For yeah, me, I think they'll just miss it. 
Okay. For me, I have the 49ers, Packers, Cardinals. I, I, I like I think, the 49ers a lot. I do. I love Trey Lance. Only reason I have only reason I have the Cardinals missing it, it's gonna hurt not having your receiver one. Um and I think they'll just lose one too many games to make it mm-hmm. hurt them. But they're still a solid team. And I know the the two from the East is bold, but I, I think it's going to be the first time you see something like that happen. Uh, I, I, I like the Cowboys this year. I know nobody else does, but I like the Cowboys. All right, guys. Quick predictions. Who's winning MVP? The, everyone cares about that. Who's winning it? Josh, go first. I have Josh Allen. <sighs> No. Oh, I have I have the Ravens, the best team in the American Football Conference. I think Lamar Jackson gets paid by Friday, and he takes home another MVP. Uh, I'm going Justin Herbert. I really am. I think he could go off if you want to say it like that. Now, guys, who's coach of the year? Kevin O'Connell. Oh my God! Okay. Minnesota Vikings. I said it. I already told you guys I think it's Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Coming off, he was Rams offensive coordinator last year. He's just he knows how to run an offense, especially yep. with this team. And I think he has all the tools to win coach of the year and his first year as a head coach, bring him to the playoffs. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the uh MVP odds right now, and the number one is plus fourteen hundred. Brandon Staley. Is it impossible to see that him not winning Coach of the Year if the Chargers win the division? Possible. In that? It's possible. I don't think it'll happen, though. Okay. All right. And then in the next, it's next, then second name they have, it's the same uh, odds of plus 1,600 with Brian Dable. Wow. Could If the Giants somehow end up with... Eight wins. It's possible. I don't think it'll happen though. I'm I I'm if, expecting if have, I'm hoping for seven. New, if you have two new coaches and one of the new coaches brings his team to the playoffs with what ten plus wins, but you gotta give the edge to someone like Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. It, I, I don't with but the the Dolphins were a quality team. The Giants for lack of a better word, were was a garbage bin within a garbage bin that was set on fire. And if you can get eight teams out of this team that we have right now, that I think speaks a lot to coaching. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think I don't I'm not expecting eight wins. I'm hoping for seven and expecting six. But eight to nine wins, I think Dable should be recognized. But I my pick Brandon Staley. Okay, going right off the top of the chalk. Love it. Of course, of course. Um, comeback player of the year, guys. Can we all agree who it's going to be? McCaffrey. Brian Robinson. I don't think he's going to come back with enough I, time. I think I, he's going to be. McCaffrey. I think he guys, will. King. I think. I think what happen, it's going to happen is he's going to come back, and guys. that's all. It's going to. He doesn't even have to be productive. Guys. As long as he comes back, that'll be good enough. I to agree. Win the totally. But I don't think he's coming back. Guys, that's oh, fair. That's guys, fair. Guys, we're forgetting you about Henry. We're we're. For, I have Brian Robinson. Or sorry, Eric. Who who do you think? We're forgetting about the king. 
Well, I think so, but he still had a super productive year last year. I still That's the thing. I think it's gonna be Derrick Henry. I do. Yeah, and I Vegas think thinks who I have second. Vegas has him okay. at plus three seventy five. And McCaffrey's Brian plus seven hundred. No, bro. No. I think you know, I think if Brian Robinson comes back, he gets it, but I don't think he's gonna come back. That's so fair I think that's fair. I think it'll be I have McCaffrey at one and Henry right behind him at two. I'm just saying if Brian Robinson steps on the field and takes a snap, I think you give him the award. I do. Agreed. Okay. Who do you guys have as offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? Yes. I, I'm i not. It was tough, but I think Chris Olave. Just because I think he's going to get used a lot. The Saints traded up five spots to get him, so they obviously really like him. With Winston as the QB right behind Michael Thomas, I think he's going to be wide receiver two by the end of the year and a very productive one at that. Winston's going to throw him the deep ball. Um, I, I think he has a great shot at offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, this this was so tough. Um, yes. I know I know I trashed the Falcons, but I really love Desmond Ritter a lot. And I think they're gonna they're gonna give him a shot as soon as possible because they want to know if they need to draft a quarterback in next year's draft, because we know they're gonna be picking high. And I think um once Desmond Ritter gets that shot, I think by around week three is is when he gets that shot. I think he proves that he deserved to go much higher than he did. I mean, the college who led a team, a Cincinnati team that all odds didn't even expect to be in the college football playoff. And it just has that pedigree of winning. I think he transfers that to the NFL with the Falcons. You don't need to win to, to win the rookie of the year. You just need to have a good statistical first year. And I think Desmond Ritter among all the rookie quarterbacks is not only going to be the best rookie quarterback, but just be the best rookie in general. I'm going Kenny Pickett. I think I don't think, I don't think he plays until like middle to the end of the season. Really? I don't know. It well, seemed like he, they were waiting for a little. They were waiting a while to announce QB one right here. I mean, I think Pickett made it at a competition. Let's say week three comes around and they're zero and three. I mean, sorry, week four. One thing I'll say to that: uh, the last five offensive rookie of the years, they've all been first round picks. So obviously, Desmond Ritter, fourth round pick. I believe Chris Olave was a first round pick. Um, Kenny Pickett was obviously a first round pick. So. I'm going Kenny. I'm going with Kenny. Yeah, I think I, I think if the Steelers start out 0 and 3, they're going to start them. Go, uh, I, I agree. I agree. I don't I I don't see that much of a difference between him hands, the hand size. <laughs> what are we going to judge offensive linemen on how big their feet are now? What are we doing here, all right? If the kid can throw a spiral, it doesn't matter how big his hands are. How, how much he can grip the goddamn ball. Defensive rookie of the year, guys. Who's winning that? I want to hear what Jed has to say first because I think I know who he's going to pick. Aiden Hutchinson of the Detroit Lions. Watching Hard Knocks kind of really gave me that answer right there. I loved what I saw from him. That I know that's only one set, uh, one thing to base it off of, but I think he's going to be extremely productive. I think he should have been the first overall pick in the NFL draft, and he's going to be one of those reasons why the Detroit Lions have a much better season this year. Love the player. Love, love him as a person from just watching him. I think he's going to have a great NFL career. Josh? Um, I I love him. I have it. Like, I'm, when I was debating between this pick, I was between 
Hutchinson and who I'm going to say. I got to stick with my Jets at some point. I'm going sauce. Okay. I'm going okay. sauce. I think he's going to get those top, the top coverage. And he showed, I don't think a single pass was thrown to him in preseason, which I know doesn't mean much. But if he can show that he holds his own, gets a couple picks, I think I think he can get it. Um, but if I was, if I'm not going to throw my Jets in there at all, I'll, I'll say Hutchinson. But I'm going to go with Sauce on this. Okay. Oh, you're sleeping on someone, guys. I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau here. He fell in the draft for a reason. Don't even stop it right now. He's better than Trayvon Walker. Not better than Hutchinson. I bet she's yeah. I, I do. I think he's better than Hutchinson. You obviously watch Hard Knocks. Oh, my God. Wow. Hard Knocks. Okay. The dramatized, all dra- drama type shit. I'm going Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he has can have an eight-sack season. I think he can win Rookie of the Year. I think he can – if he's healthy. True. <laughs> Big if. Am I missing any awards? Offensive player of the year. Oh, yeah. player of the year. All right. Guys, offensive player of the year. I'll go first. This one this one was extremely tough. Um it we is. talked about we talked about the Vikings a lot, and obviously the obvious okay. pick is Justin Jefferson, but I'm gonna go a different direction here because um more times than not, it's either been a running back or a quarterback. Not going Kirk Cousins, I'm going Dalvin Cook. I love Dalvin Cook. I know the question is if he can stay healthy, and we know we'll probably miss a couple of games, but I think the production with a new offensive system is gonna be elite. And I would pick Justin Jefferson, but I'm not just because it's the obvious answer. But I think one of these two Vikings players has a really good shot of winning the award. I have it. I have both of them down. Um, but I do want to throw someone out there. I don't know if he's going to get it this year, but I, I feel like if he if he does, I would not be surprised, Chubb. Just because okay. statistics-wise, he's second in rushing in 2019, only 46 yards behind Henry. 2020, he came seventh with over a thousand yards, only played 12 games. Second in 2021 behind JT, he only played 14 games. He's 26 years old, which is like the prime for a running back. So I wouldn't be surprised. I know his team's going to be bad. So that's the tough part. Not having a quarterback there is going to hurt. Um, but if he does get a quarterback in there that can do something uh, at some point in the year, I, I I have Chubb high on my list also as an honorable mention because okay. I think he has the potential. Well, I picked Derrick Henry to win comeback player of the year because I think he is going to win offensive player of the year. Um, he was on that pace, I I think, last year until he got hurt. So Not even a question. Exactly. So I think that that's why if I think he's going to win offensive player of the year. And so – that's why I think he's going to win comeback player of the year. Uh, there's he no better 2000 last year. Easy. Yeah, exactly. All right. Last award defensive player of the year here. I am going Aaron Donald. Boring. Boring. I don't care. All right. He is insane. He should have been uh, number one on top 10, top 100 NFL players. Josh. We're going back to back. It's going to be TJ. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going 
following his brother's footsteps. I like it. I like it all. I'm going Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts. This is a guy that's already a three-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, absolutely lights up uh, the opposition every time he's on the field. It just hasn't elevated to that status yet, I think, with a Colts team that is bound for a deep playoff run. I think he's going to be front and center in the middle of that linebacking unit, um, having a career year and having the best year among all defensive players in the National Football League. All right, guys, to end the episode right here, Josh, give me a upset pick of the week. So it's tough because, like, what is really an upset? It just depends on how you see the team. I think – I don't know if this is considered an upset, but I think Lions are beating the Eagles in week one. That's an upset. Yes. If you consider that an upset, I, yeah. that's what I'm – I think. And then I also – would not be surprised if my Jets got a dub the first week against the Ravens. Wow. Ooh, Joe Flacco, revenge tour. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm not going to take that one just because I, I think the Lions over Eagles is a solid uh, a solid one. All right, Jet, who's the upset? The Jaguars, the Jaguars over the Washington Commanders. Not oh, much of an upset. The, the, oh, the boring. Um Jaguars are going to win this game. I think they're going to have a much better season than people expect. I think after the mess last year with Doug Peterson coming in, I think they get off to a good start in week one. All right. Well, I'm going to start clicking the out. Super Bowl predictions we didn't do. Oh, my God. Guys, who's winning? Fine. I'm going to save my upset pick of the week anyways. I was going to save it for the very end. Josh, Super Bowl predictions. Go. Okay. I have Bills over Bucks. Ooh, Bucks returning and failing in Tom Brady's last season, hopefully. Jet, go! It's tough to say, but... Uh, I feel so bored now, because I also have the Bills beating the Bucks. Oh, my God. What is this Bucks hype train right here, all right? Give me... I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking whether I should... You don't even have yours ready. No, 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 no. I don't know if I should ride with them. Josh, no, should I ride no, with no. them? No, 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 no. Should I ride with them? Josh. Do it. I have the Broncos making the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. I rode them enough. I rode them to a d- divisional win. Give me Chargers versus the Rams. L.A. versus L.A. L.A. championship. And give me the Rams to repeat. Wow. We're going to finally have a repeat. Give me the Rams to repeat over the Chargers. They're going to beat another young buck in Justin Herbert. All right. Can I give my upset pick of the week? Do it. Let's go. All right, let me put the outro music here. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 66, the Larry Little episode. Josh, thank you so much for having on. And my upset pick of the week, I'm muting you guys so you guys can't say anything, is going to be Giants over Tennessee. Peace out.